0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does it look like to read the New Testament through the eyes of Native North American storytellers? Keep listening to find out more about the First Nations Version. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com truthstable. This is IVP. you are listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is
1: life. Presented by Innervar City Press.
0: Your word is truth, your word is life.
1: The daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and
0: Akemeni Owan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word.
1: Old Testament Reading Jeremiah, Chapter 28 Jeremiah Confronted by a False Prophet The following events occurred in that same year, early in the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. To be more precise, It was the fifth month of the fourth year of his reign. The prophet Hananiah, son of Azor, who was from Gibeon, spoke to Jeremiah in the Lord's temple in the presence of the priests and all the people. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I will break the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon. Before two years are over, I will bring back to this place everything that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took from it and carried away to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jehoiakim's son, King Jeconiah of Judah, and all the exiles who were taken to Babylon. Indeed, the Lord affirms, I will break the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah responded to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priest and all the people who were standing in the Lord's temple. The prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do all this. May the Lord make your prophecy come true. May he bring back to this place from Babylon all the valuable articles taken from the Lord's temple and the people who were carried into exile. But listen to what I say to you and to all these people. From earliest times, the prophets who preceded you and me invariably prophesied war, disaster, and plagues against many countries and great kingdoms. So if a prophet prophesied peace and prosperity, It was only known that the Lord truly sent him when what he prophesied came true. The prophet Hananiah then took the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. Then he spoke up in the presence of all the people. The Lord says, In the same way I will break the yoke of servitude of all the nations to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon before two years are over. After he heard this, the prophet Jeremiah departed and went on his way. But shortly after the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck, the Lord's message came to Jeremiah Go and tell Hananiah that the Lord says, You have indeed broken the wooden yoke, but you have only succeeded in replacing it with an iron one. For the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I have put an irresistible yoke of servitude on all these nations, so they will serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and they will indeed serve him. I have even given him control over the wild animals. Then the prophet Jeremiah told the prophet Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord did not send you. You are making these people trust in a lie. So the Lord says, I will most assuredly remove you from the face of the earth. You will die this very year because you have counseled rebellion against the Lord. In the seventh month of that very same year, the prophet Hananiah died. Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 59 through 64. This is the order Jeremiah the prophet gave to Serariah, son of Neriah, son of Mahasiah, when he went to King Zedekiah of Judah in Babylon during the fourth year of his reign. Serariah was a quartermaster. Jeremiah recorded on one scroll all the judgments that would come upon Babylon, all these prophecies written about Babylon. Then Jeremiah said to Saraiya, When you arrive in Babylon, make sure you read aloud all these prophecies. Then say, O Lord, you have announced that you will destroy this place so that no people or animals live in it any longer. Certainly it will lie desolate forever. When you finish reading this scroll aloud, tie a stone to it and throw it in the middle of the Euphrates River. Then say, in the same way Babylon will sink and never rise again, Because of the disaster I am ready to bring upon her, they will grow faint. The prophecies of Jeremiah end here. Ezekiel chapter 7. The end arrives. The Lord's message came to me. You, son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says to the land of Israel. An end. The end is coming on the four corners of the land. The end is now upon you, and I will release my anger against you. I will judge you according to your behavior. I will hold you accountable for all your abominable practices. My eye will not pity you. I will not spare you, for I will hold you responsible for your behavior. And you will suffer from the consequences of your abominable practices. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. A disaster, a -a one-of-a-kind disaster is coming. An end comes. The end comes. It is awakened against you. Look, it is coming. Doom is coming upon you who live in the land. The time is coming. The day is near. There are sounds of tumult, not shouts of joy on the mountains. Soon, now I will pour out my rage on you. I will fully vent my anger against you. I will judge you according to your behavior. I will hold you accountable for all your abominable practices. My eye will not pity you. I will not spare you. For your behavior, I will hold you accountable, and you will suffer the consequences of your abominable practices. Then you will know that it is I, the Lord, who is striking you. Look, the day. Look, it's coming. Doom has gone out. The staff has budded. Pride has blossomed. Violence has grown into a staff that supports wickedness. Not one of them will be left, not from the crowd, not from their wealth, not from their prominence. The time has come. The day has struck. The customer should not rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for divine wrath comes against their whole crowd. The customer will no longer pay the seller while both parties are alive, for the vision against their whole crowd will not be revoked. Each person, for his iniquity, will fail to preserve his life. They have blown the trumpet, and everyone is ready, but no one goes to battle, because my anger is against their crowd. The sword is outside. Pestilence and famine are inside the house. Whoever is in the open field will die by the sword, and famine and pestilence will consume everyone in the city. Their survivors will escape to the mountains and become like doves of the valley. All of them will moan, each one for his iniquity. All their hands will hang limp. Their knees will be wet from urine. They will wear sackcloth. Terror will cover them. Shame will be on all their faces and all their heads will be shaved bald. They will discard their silver in the streets and their gold will be treated like filth. Their silver and gold will not be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's fury. They will not satisfy their hunger or fill their stomachs because their wealth was the obstacle leading to their iniquity. They render the beauty of his ornaments into pride and with it they made their abominable images their detestable idols. Therefore I will render it filthy to them. I will give it to foreigners as loot, to the world's wicked ones as plunder, and they will desecrate it. I will turn my face away from them, and they will desecrate my treasured place. Vandals will enter it and desecrate it. Make the chain, because the land is full of murder and the city is full of violence. I will bring the most wicked of the nations, and they will take possession of their houses. I will put an end to the arrogance of the strong, and their sanctuaries will be desecrated. Terror is coming. They will seek peace, but find none. Disaster after disaster will come, and one rumor after another. They will seek a vision from a prophet. Priestly instruction will disappear, along with counsel from the elders. The king will mourn, and the prince will be clothed with shuddering. The hands of the people of the land will tremble. Based on their behavior, I will deal with them, and by their standard of justice, I will judge them. Then they will know that I am the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Heavenly Father, gracious and mighty Creator compassionate and loving God, we greet you today with hearts of gratitude. We thank you, O Lord, for your word, and we thank you, O God, for the way in which it causes us to sit up straight. (laughs) Metaphorically speaking, O God, it causes us to take stock, take notice. We are so grateful, O Lord. We are so grateful that is indeed your kindness, the kindness that you pour out to us, that is intended to lead to our repentance. We see in Ezekiel and in Jeremiah a people being told about a judgment that is coming upon them because of their obsession with idols, because of their cruelty with to, to others, uh, because of their greed and arrogance and haughtiness, because of the ways in which they have itching ears that long to hear the words of lies from fake prophets, Oh God, forgive us for being attracted to the lies, for longing for lies, O oh God, instead of the truth that you extend to us. We thank you, O oh God, that Jesus Christ took our place, that Jesus Christ bore the consequences of our behaviors, of our actions, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, that it is indeed your kindness, your grace that is extended to us to lead to repentance. And yet there is so many times, there are so many times in which we take your kindness, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness for granted. And we see, oh God, how easy it is for those who claim to be your people to judge others harshly, to make idols after our own image and our own desires and our own lusts, oh God. And yet you have granted us favor beyond our imagination, oh God, Favor in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, bearing the consequences for our behaviors, for our idol making, for our greed, for our lovelessness, for our cruelty, for our judgment of others, O God. Would you keep us tender before you, O Lord, so that we might respond to your whisper, so that you don't have to raise your voice, O God. We pray, O God, that you would help us to be people who are mindful about the way that we judge others. Would you help us, O God, to live in deep gratitude and obedience to you, for obedience is indeed better than sacrifice. Help us to know your word, to long for it, and to obey it. And help us, O God, that through the searching of the Holy Spirit, when convicted, O God, that we indeed would turn from our wicked ways, our selfish ways, our self-idolatry, O God, and instead, we would turn to you. We thank you for your kindness. We reflect on your kindness. We can count the ways of your kindness right now as we think about the words of the prophet coming against the people who have rebelled against your ways. We thank you for grace today. We thank you for mercy today. Oh, God, thank you for treating us better than we deserve and We recognize that as Christians, we have to be able to say that, to believe that, to know that, that you are giving to us grace, grace. We are people who need grace if we confess you as Lord. And so God, we're not ashamed to say that. We're not going to pretend that we don't need grace. We need your grace. We need your forgiveness. We need your transformation. We need your love. We need your kindness. We need your compassion. We need you to change us from the inside out, O God. So do your mighty work in us. And we thank you indeed that we are monuments of your mercy, trophies of your grace, and that you indeed are doing a beautiful work in us, making us more loving and kind and gentle and obedient to your way and to your will. It is in Christ's name that we pray and extend our deep, deep gratitude for the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. Many First Nation tribes
0: communicate with the cultural and linguistic thought patterns found in their original tongues. The First Nations version recounts the Creator's story, the Christian scriptures, following the tradition of Native storytellers' oral cultures. This way of speaking with its simple yet profound beauty and rich cultural idioms still resonates in the hearts of First Nations people. Get your copy of this rich and beautiful New Testament translation today from ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code "The Word." That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com.